It's time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. I'm Sean. I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Today, we're going to be absent Scott. Ona Scott, as they say in German, um, because of his triglyceride count, it's a little high post-holiday, and he just couldn't be here. <laughs> That's okay. He'll be okay. But in pl- his place, we brought out something way more sweet yes. than uh, what Scott was indulging on through the holidays, is Mike O'Neill, uh, producer. He's also a high-end podcaster. He does the uh, Solopreneur Hour podcast. Seven years he's been doing it. And he's got over 10 million downloads. He also has a YouTube channel. He is definitely another Renaissance man that I've met in my life. And his YouTube channel is awesome. It's called Wrench. It's R-E-N-N-C-H dot com backslash YouTube to get to that channel. And just go check it out because it is pretty awesome. And if you're a car guy, you're going to love it. If you're just people that like to listen to a dude do some cool stuff and talk about it, Mike's your guy. I watch and I don't know anything about cars. Right. It's just cool. It's really cool. Because this car's fast. So, this Mike, welcome. Fast. Welcome, welcome Mike. Mike. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for coming, coming back. from Cali. Thanks for having me, boys. It's nice to be here. You bet. And in, his, uh, in Scott's stead, I will do my best <laughs> to, I wish I had some sweets. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Scott got tell me, I don't know what that's about, though. Tell me what the, what, what is the triglyceride thing with Scott? So, yeah. you know, God, so wow. what has been, ever since the Academy, like, it's like candy cakes. He's like Scott's like this big sweets guy, um, and he's very fit. He's yeah, not like he's a he's not a big thin b- dude. boy, yeah, he's he's, and he's guy. not fat skinny either. He is like he looks he's good. He <laughs> looks good. He yeah. looks good. Yeah, for for, for sixty, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no, that his triglycerides are sixty. He's right, forty right, something. Well, yeah, so, um, but yeah, so he's always been in the sweets. And uh, when we uh, first got started, we actually um, we knew his triglycerides were high, but he's always talking about zingers and you know cakes and all this stuff so, so like like the 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 cake zinger like a yeah, like, like a the, twinkie yeah, yeah. like, the twinkie. like a zinger right. yeah so uh i actually think he's made out of marzipan right <laughs> 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 so yeah just marshmallow but right. um anyway so funny story about scott is that we were on a uh, uh building search we get an alarm call one night this is years ago and uh we get the alarm call we get their doors open and we start searching the building and we go by these uh machines and I see out of the corner of my eye these vending machines. The You're vending machines. Yeah, yeah, right. I see these zingers out of my the corner of my eye. So we're going through in the rack. Wait, does he see? Does he see the zingers? No, he's focused. But you I, know that he likes zingers. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 he probably sensed them like a, like a <laughs> disturbance right. in the like forest. A dog. Yeah, he right. just kept but moving. His with it. ears moved, right, right, right. but he, he kept focused. He could mission first. <laughs> so, so we got one more door to go through, and we don't know whether it's open or closed or locked or unlocked. Um, and all of a sudden, he hears me dropping change into this vending machine and pulling that handle like the old cigarette machine. Yeah. 
And he's like, he turns like, what in the hell are you doing? You're in the middle of searching a building. Yeah, right, and it's right. supposed to be super quiet. Right, right. Stealthy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And all you hear is like, because I'm grabbing the wrapper. <laughs> Crackling of it and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, took, I take the zingers and I stuff them in this cargo pocket. That's and he has no idea what to do because <laughs> we got to go into this door. Right. And he kind of like looks at it. And the look on his face was like, do I eat these now or do I wait? Right, right, and I'm like, and I'm whispering to Drew, I'm like, dude, that could be your last singer ever. Right. So, and then, then we go through and it's empty and stuff like that. But yeah, he's always on the suites, always. That's, yeah, and, and, and it manifests itself in his track list right counts and he does a lot <laughs> to take care of it. But uh, he, you know, in his absence, how could we not right. take advantage of him right. not being able to defend himself in any way That's right. around this, right? <laughs> well, that would, yeah. The other thing is, is we're on a, a new piece of kit here. We've upgraded the uh, sound of the pod. And with this cool device, you know, I should have done this when you introduced me. I should have given myself. Yeah. Right there. there you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, that is great. I should have done that. And, and if you say something bad. <laughs> wow. So oh, this is going to be wow. shenanigans. Oh, it's going to be great. Is this, the, uh, wow. wait, is this the bad joke one? No, it's crickets. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. crickets. Yeah, yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, we got the Roadcaster Pro, not a sponsor of the show. But uh, sure sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's, we're, we're moving up. But hang well, we've on, got, we got yeah. one more story about Scottish okay. triglycerides. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got whenever, it. this is actually funny, this is a good really story. funny. Like I, we're all just getting to know each other relatively new, and you know, the six of us came in that got hired together in 2000, and yeah. uh, one of the dudes got married, and uh, we got to go to the wedding, and it was kind of cool. Like, but I was single because I had just gotten divorced. That's a whole other story. I was, yeah. a, I was yeah. the third wheel of everybody, and Scott and his wife were always so nice and accommodating to me. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't free of any insults or anything like that about being divorced. But the bottom line was is that hey, you too could be like me, so be careful. And I'm going to witness the rest of this. But anyway, um, they let me stay in the room, so I'm on the pullout bed, uh, the pullout king. I'm the pullout king. Um, and uh, Scott comes into the room, and he every now and then has a drink or two, probably more about the triglycerides from sweets than it is from drinking. And uh, he comes in the room, so he's a little happy with us, and he is, with the suit that he wore to the wedding, he's jamming his hand into the suit pocket, and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, but I'm just sitting there, and I'm watching, I don't know, like, I, I think it was like the news or You're something right, right. that I was watching, and uh, he reaches into his pocket and comes out with a piece of wedding cake, you know, they <laughs> slice it up after it's over. And his wife is obviously, what are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he is eating the wedding cake, and it's like all over his face because he reached down into his pocket. I'm like, this dude's got a problem. I got to intervene. I'm like, and you actually took it from the table? He's like, yeah, I just took it from the table. And I, there was like nowhere to carry it from like we're staying the same hotel. We're staying in the hotel rooms where the reception was. And he just jammed it into his pocket. And I was like, wow. Uh, resourceful, yeah. you know, but and but there is a commitment right. to you know yeah, to sweet sweets. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? That's yeah. impressive. Oh my god! And so I was, I was really impressed with them, and and since then it's been nothing but respect. Right? Yeah, you, know I mean? like, you can't not respect a guy <laughs> you like get that. It. Right? He's committed. <laughs> he is. He's committed to his sweets. <laughs> we miss you, Scooter. <laughs> so there's a um, there's a brand new bill that's been introduced here in Illinois that has a, a probably a uh, I think you guys were saying that it's. Similar to a bill that was introduced in California, mm-hmm. and it's basically a police reform bill. And what I thought we would do, because I'm the civilian side, I'm very curious. Like, I've actually heard both you guys talking about it now, and one of you has sort of more of a hardline stance than the other, which is great because I ca- I have the civilian side, and I, th- I you know I'm looking at this thing going, oh well, this seems like a good thing or a, maybe a bad thing 
what's your perspective? Like, what's the reality of working with this kind of stuff? And I thought what we would do is go through kind of, I, we can't go through all of it because it's a million different things, but I thought I would bullet point a few things. And, and uh, I think for a lot of people listening, I think that people are going to want to hear what changes are being made and what it what feels like uh, is the either right or wrong thing for you guys. So um, if that's cool, it's called HB 3653. And in fact, I will link to the list that I'm looking at right now um, in the show notes. So if you guys want to go to the show notes at uh, three cops talk, uh, what is it? Three cops talk.buzzsprout.com. Yep. I think um, if you guys want to check that out, you can look at the list that we're looking at as we're going through here. And I, you guys are actually looking at a different, more detailed list than I have. So I have kind of a top level bullet point thing. And um, this is basically a, a, a five NBC five Chicago. This is like HB three six five three. Here's a look at what's included. That is the title of this particular um, article, and this is meant to, you know, uh, start the process of reforming um, how the police interacts with the community, which you know, in some cases, I think is probably going to be a little bit. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like overreaction. And then some is probably long overdue. So there's going to be, some, I would imagine, something. Uh, the, in the entirety of it is actually criminal justice reform, which is more than just the police, dude. There's right. some prison reform things in there. There's a lot of different things that you can talk about with this. You know, for folks that don't understand Illinois, where we're at, you know, I don't know how you don't know this about Illinois. Illinois, uh, New York, and California are like the brothers from The Godfather. Right. I, you know, my experience is there's old school, there's the classic, which is Michael, and that's New York, and right. they've had the same thing. And then you've got Sonny Santino, which is California, right. and Illinois' Fredo. Fredo. Yeah, Fredo's the I'm one that appears. I'm not dumb. I'm not I'm smart. I want respect. <laughs> They're going to teach me the casino business. <laughs> like, we're, that's Illinois. We're always last to the dance and usually the worst financially in the situation. Again, I'm not knocking it because it's democratically controlled, but we're a democratically controlled state. Our governor's a Democrat. The Senate and the House of Representatives are also. That doesn't automatically translate to bad things for us. Anybody who was acting like they didn't know this was coming is full of it. They talked about it. They ran on it. They said that they were going to do. And most of the times you can just go, whatever. It's a politician talking. But you can't be surprised that it's here. At least that's my take on it. How they delivered it in some ways is somewhat suspect because it was introduced in a lame duck session. Um, it was introduced in a way it was like introduced at four o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, it's a 600 plus page bill that they had about an hour to debate upon five of the people that are senators. Cause it was introduced in the Senate from what I understand, five of the senators that voted on it are no longer going to be senators for the state of Illinois. They could have waited eight more hours to present it. Some folks are saying right. to say, let people that will be held accountable for this, vote for this as opposed to, hey, I voted it, see ya. You know, maybe that was done knowing full well that they weren't coming back and now the person that, if it's not popular, it's not received well, the person that is going to take the seat of one of those fives says, well, I didn't vote for this right. and can get reelected because they're not being held accountable for that. You can work in that Area 51 stuff all day, but, you know, we all as a profession got kind of caught up in when it was coming to us and how it was delivered and what it was. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, I think, you know, more to me, like now that I read it and stuff like that, I got caught up in that, you know, like fire right away. 
And and I think it's more because just like you said, it was like four o'clock in the morning and you know, they're jamming it through and there's a, a lame duck session, the whole bit. And that's like, to me, I kind of like, well, they want they want us in law enforcement, correction, all that stuff to be, you know, work together and be, you know, um, transparent, and transparent. And, and they're yelling and they're yelling at during the day, but at night they're jamming this stuff through. And I think that's really where a lot of people got caught up because they're doing exactly what they don't want us to do. And again, this is, again, a whole other show about, like, when did we just stop and sit down and do this? But anyway, that's when I think a lot of people got caught and up. And the second issue of it that was somewhat controversial, and this is very rare that this occurs in our world, at least in Illinois, is that you talk about the associations, the chief of police or the chief of police throughout the country and sheriffs, you know, these guys that run police agencies in our state um, were not consulted on it in any way. They, were, right. they, they didn't have a seat at the table with this for some reason. Um, and this was articulated to us broadly you can look on facebook i'm not making any of this stuff up you can find where sheriffs and chiefs have stepped out there and said we were not consulted at all on this and then the unions the other side of the police unions whether it be you know fraternal order of police you map, know whatever. map you know municipal area what i don't even know what the map stands for that's our sergeants but um they weren't consulted on it either so a big part of the the, the equation wasn't at the table mm-hmm. and immediately people launch into you know, well, that was done on purpose because they hate us and they don't want us this and they don't always that. Look, I can't speak to what they hate us and they don't. There's a lot of rhetoric that goes around, particularly last year and this year with the presidential elections and things like that. And it just lends to the idea of, hey, you know, I have to have a body camera on me now by law 24-7, but this bill was introduced in a manner in which nobody really right. knew what was going on. And again, and I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that that's why I think some people lent themselves to the ideas like, what are you hiding? We always say the just need not run from the light. If this was a good bill, it should have been, you know, it wasn't like they had to worry about the governor saying, nah, I'm not going to buy into this. You know, he's a Democrat. He's going to buy into right. what, pre- what they present to him by and large. And if he didn't, it would be for really, really good reasons. But people talk, well, you know, we don't have the money to do this. Well, we don't have the money to do anything in right. Illinois because we're the most uh, underfunded pension liability state in the nation right, right. now. I mean, California and New York, as big as they are compared to us, uh, don't have the same problems that we do. Right. Um, and, and I think some of the stuff that went on with it was – at first, lost in the hype. Like, everybody hears something and is like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, there was talk. That, Yeah, that was me. I got caught up in the hype. I did, too, because, like, was, you, jammed through. You, like, we all are, like, everyone else, we try to say this to people all the time. We're not any different than anybody else. We're subject to the same things we see on Facebook that can get us fired up, bad news reports, a lack of information. This is the totality of it. When you take a breath and step back, and I got this from the weirdest place, I... Like I've talked about before, I ran an internship program, had close to over 150 people that wanted to become police officers come through our program in the last four or five years. And they reached out to me and they were talking about what was going on. And, and finally, one guy who I have immense amount of respect for, he's uh, you know an infantryman in the reserves. He just got back from a tour in Afghanistan. He and I have been friends forever. He was an intern for me. He uh, is a dad. Uh good guy all around was a community service officer for our agency and then transferred to become a Chicago cop. He and I were talking with each other and I'm like, yeah, texting back and forth. And he sent something to me that was like, you can always learn something from anybody. It doesn't matter how old they are, how young they are, whatever they are. I learned from the dude, Hey man, let me just take a step back and see what this is actually going to be as a law before we all start saying we're going to quit and we're going to leave and we don't like it and do whatever. And I was like, I'm going to follow his advice. 20, 
They're 25 years younger than me. I'm going to follow that guy's advice and stop getting caught up in the emotion and wait to see what's in it. Nobody at that point could tell you what was in it. The legislators couldn't tell you what was in it because it was a 600-page bill. Only the people that drafted it might have known. Right. And five of them supposedly that voted on it aren't even going to be here to defend it. Defend it, right. Um, So it, it was good advice that I got, and I took a step back, and I think that's where we're at right now with this in the show. Right. I agree. You got anything to say about that? No, not, okay. no. that's just what I said. I mean, I got caught up in the hype, and then after I talked to Sean, and this is, you know, like immediately afterwards, and he, that's when he kind of said, he goes, well, I'm sure there's probably some, sh- some crappy stuff in there that we're not going to like or whatever. He goes, but some of the stuff, you know, may be good for us, but we just have to wait and see. So, and then that's kind of like exactly what I did, because I mean, I talked to Mike. I talked to you, like, you know, when you landed, and, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is great. pissed. Yeah, and, and then I talked to Sean, and he's like, you know, let's just wait and see. And like I said, I mean, we went through the bullet points, and some stuff, I'm like, are you kidding me? And some stuff really isn't as bad as I thought. Right. All right, well, so let's go through this stuff, and, and uh, what I'll do here is, I'll, I'll bang through because there's a lot of bullet points right. in front of me. Um, raise your hand or nod if you have something that you want to comment on, right? Because the first section is police accountability. That's the first section of this particular article that I'm looking at. Oh, 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 Mr. Cotter. Uh, yeah. Mr. Cotter. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, first section is police accountability. I'll just bang through the bullet points, and you guys can just, uh, you know, uh, comment to your uh, life's... Uh, no. This is probably the biggest part we actually can comment on. That's right. right. There's going to be a, a, a few things, to, you know, because we basically, it's broken down into police accountability, detainee, prisoner, and citizens' rights, military equipment, court reforms, and police licensure. Those are the main five sections that this particular article goes over. So, uh, number one, uh, requires reporting on deaths in police custody. Uh, that seems like a pretty... Yeah. I you mean, know, it, when forward. I first heard that, I go, I was like, yeah, don't, mean, don't we, we do that now. Don't, isn't, don't isn't that a thing? Why, why, I guess we're not. Uh, requires police to, and uh, some of the stuff I won't understand, so I might yeah. ask you guys like what that means. Uh, requires police to provide a predicate offense for resisting ar- arrest. That is a reason for why an arrest was occurring in the first place. Well, and that's Graham v. Connor. We talked about that before. Where, why am I here? And what's the nature of my visit? for this moment why is my presence needed is it a retail theft is it a jaywalking is it a murder i mean why am i here and i have to provide some sort of a well he just resisted well why were you even there dealing with him i mean that only makes sense if you're following case law again i know i'm burning people up right now i get it i get it because the emotion's still high hopefully by the time the show comes out maybe some of it's the steam's off of it a little bit but you cannot not look at case law and say well that's already been established if you're training and experiencing that why is this a mystery to you? Yeah, you do. You just, uh, hey, can I have your name? I'm well, talking what's the, to Mike what's right the real world? Uh, so you're walking on the street and you just see someone, you say, hey, let me see your ID or whatever, and then it turns into a thing. Is that what uh, they're saying? Uh, is uh, that what the, the, yeah, well, we the go scenario into, would be? Yeah, but um, so just to perfect, whatever show that was, um, we have to take a look. We go, we go really in depth into that, Google that scenario. But it, on the street, when you, you know, it's, we call it a consensual encounter. So if I see you, and we start chatting, and it's consensual. We start talking. Yeah. Then if I ask you for your ID, you don't have to give it to me right. at that point. But if you're coming from uh, a, a known drug house or whatever, so as we start building- you that, know, That's rising. That's no yeah. longer consensual because if I saw you walk out of a drug house, I have reasonable suspicion to believe that you may have drugs on you. But so. if you just happen to be there, is that where the issue is? As happen- a civilian. Like are you say- I'm saying like if, you, if, you're, if you're sort of- 
driving by and you just see this person walk out and you get out and start talking to them. Like I'm asking why they would include this in particular in this bill from the citizen side. It's already there. That's one of the things. It already exists. Yeah. And I can't speak to that as to why they've included that. And, you know, because I'm going to tell you, legislators are just as misinformed about things and emotional about things because they're humans and they listen to what someone comes in there and lobbies for and says, cops aren't doing this. Cops aren't doing that. And a lot of times these things are based upon statistics or facts, but in general, we don't keep track of that as a profession. We don't like, um, we've been required to as of late, but the data is really not out there. I've said on another show, they said about police that, you know, you need to keep track of your traffic stops because we feel you're racially profiling people. Well, midway or probably early in our career, I'd say we started to document it. Every time that I made a stop, I would either issue a ticket or, or, or a warning. And then I had to go into another data system that allowed me to enter in the race. What was the conditions, whatever. We did this and it added, you know, no time on the stop to you as an individual, as a citizen. But it added time for me to do the work on my end. Enter it in. And we were active. Chris, me, Scott, well, all of us. Right. We have a lot of active officers. You'd enter that information in and you'd submit it and then you'd never hear back what the information was. No one ever asked for an audit of it. No one said, this is what it's for. This is where it's at. Here's where you guys are at. You are racist. Look at you. Or oh, we found out maybe you weren't racist. You were actually stopping the amount of people that are commensurate with the demographic of your town. So I, I, I can't answer that because there's so much stuff that we already do that we never hear back about. Right. That was a requirement because somebody said, I want to hold the cops accountable and then never put any teeth behind it. We talked about it with the limited immunity law. Hey, I can revive you from doing heroin, and then there's no accountability. You're revived. You leave the hospital. Right. You go back down and buy more heroin, right. and then two black kids shoot each other over that whole incident. So it's all around us in, in legislation. So they create legislation at times to make people feel good and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. I don't know whether that's it or not. Yeah. Is, it prof- is, is it meant to stem profiling? Is, is what I'm asking. I, I think it's you think meant, that that's what it's targeted towards. I, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't say, to, but yeah, but because right. because like like Sean said, like the misinformation because this already exists except for um, documenting it. So if I'm there on a consensual encounter, like if I get out and I see you and I start chit chatting and it's it, it all goes good, I don't really document that. But if I see you come out of a drug house, now it's not consensual. Give me your stuff. Right. Or it's, you know. it, I have to obviously make contact with you, explain, you know, I mean, hey man, it's an own drug house. What are you doing? Versus like, responding to a call is what I mean. Right. Like, yes. like, Correct. How, how we receive that information. So you're right. saying right. If, right. if it just happened to be there, which, right. you right. know, I, I get it. Okay. Um, you got more? Well, well I mean, that was it, that. yeah, just, I mean, just, I mean, there, don't we go got, too deep on everyone. Seriously. We got a lot. We right. Got, right. Go ahead. Uh, expands, uh, expands police training on use of force and crisis intervention, as well as first aid training. Yeah, well, again, our agency's already doing that. A lot of agencies already are. But again, I can't speak to every agency in this state, and I can't speak to... Like, when you have 10,000 police officers in the city of Chicago, how do I effectively, cost-effectively, in a city that's already broke, make sure that stuff's all happening? Well, it's got to be mandated by the state. Well, if the state mandates it, one of the problems with all of this is it's not being provided any funding source to make this happen. Because right now, no mystery, folks. Illinois is a mess financially. Right. We know it. We Everybody deals with it. We keep electing the same people for the same reasons. No one can fix it. There's never an answer. The answer is generally just send the governor to prison, you know, federal prison and whatever. I mean, the last of our four or our last five governors were all locked up for some sort of fraud. So it's just, this is how we live in Illinois. Right. And, but, but this is good stuff. I mean, this is like, okay, you're telling us to do this. 
if I have an agency that has a limited tax base, how do I do this without funding? How do I do right. this to exactly. staff properly? Right. This isn't stuff you can just like do on a whim and say, oh, there's a video you watch. We talked about this before. You watch a video, you right. retain about 30% of what it is. This is important stuff that has to be done in a manner. People are just saying to train that don't understand how to train. Right. And I think the other thing with this is that if you go down to my knowledge of the bill, you know, training, I think we're all in agreement that we could use more training. And we've talked yeah. about this extensively, extensively, but you can't have training and then go down the bill and say defund it. So that, so that just goes to like, you know, defund the police because that's really one of the first things that's going in the budget is training. So, you, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. People sitting on and talking through this. I think they have, I think later on in the bill right. that there's, there's some stuff that is probably really in line with defund. Right. Um, but this to me, it reads like they're leaning more on training. Like I, I think defund is the, by the way, has been the wrong word. It's been shifting funds versus defunding. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, well, but, but there have they're, been they're some They're saying places. we don't want to buy you, you know, a tank, but some training seems like a good idea. But you're right. running into the circumstances in some cities like Minneapolis. New York uh, did New it New York too. did it too, where they literally just said, we're not going to give you money. Mm. Yeah. And it didn't matter. It was like New York was like a billion dollars and that's what they took it. It's all training. If I, if yeah, I, if, if I go. But anyway. All right. Um, require statewide standards and services for officers to receive regular mental health screenings and assistance while ensuring the counseling and screenings remain confidential. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that's straightforward. Yeah. Uh, and, and why would we as cops not want not that? Not want that. Yeah. Well, well we, uh, years ago you didn't. Well, but now. Yeah. In the now, NYPD blue years, that was a, a, a not seen as a good thing. The new norm is we need to get our arms around this. Yeah. Every police site you follow talks about how officer suicides are out of control. Mm, right. If they're going to legitimately do this, like I said, you know, I went to a class one time, a guy named Steve Claggett. He's in Dallas SWAT. Great trainer, good dude. He goes around the country, really great guy. He had this saying, he'd say, when you look at every circumstance, you have to look at it like, what do I gain? What do I lose? Right. You can't go, I only gain and I never lose, or I only lose and I never gain. It was great. Like, And you sit there and you get these epiphanies from some of these trainers sometimes, and we need to look at this bill the same way. They're pointing to us and saying, we want to help you. The only thing they've said is, we're not giving you any money to do it. Right. I mean, And, and, and again, I would rather if they're at least acknowledging that this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. How do we generate revenue for this? Does this mean we have to fire cops in order to pay for this? Or does it mean that we're going to get additional revenue? Is this going to come to us federally? Are we the model that they're going to look at with everybody right. new taking over in DC? It's a whole new house. Right. Like, are they going to send trillions of dollars to us like they did when we got hired? You and I got hired on the office bill and they, the federal government granted our salaries to be paid. Like three years. For, and was, yeah, it was a while. Three, three or five yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, it was a while that they paid for us through federal funds. Right. They hired us. But then they said no additional money for training. So these kind of things are, hey, as painful as this may seem to us, or people are going to say, yeah, you're just selling out, Ferguson, whatever. Look, you know me. You know I'm not a dyed-in-the-world Democrat. You know that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, But this, when you listen to it, is a start for us to get the word out. We can go back to them now and say, okay, this is cool, but realize that in order to pay for this, we either like get rid of cops, which means people aren't responding to calls, or... You're going to have to find some revenue source for us to do this. And I and, and right. what people have to understand too is that it exists now. Like we have to go through you know psychological stuff and everything, but now it's only like a, on a critical critical incident. Right. You're going to shooting right, or whatever. Right. It's not a regular. It's not right. like We talked thing. about in the past one of the shows you were with us, Mike. Yeah, yeah. You talked about right. this. This is like it happens over time. It's right. compounding right. stress. And and, and and we were just talking about this a couple shows ago, where you know we were talking about. Uh, pedophiles and how to protect your children and stuff like that and one of the things that our guest brought up was the fact that you know as 
as an evidence tech doing this, you see these stuff, you see this stuff day in and day out. It's got to, you know, it's got to wear on you. And then what we see day in and day out, I mean, you, I, I agree that every six months or once a year or whatever, that you sit down and talk to somebody. I don't think everybody's going to argue that point. Yeah, right. Exactly. But it's like, it's almost like uh, an offense. I think I might've brought this up in that show, which is like being an offensive lineman and getting CTE because it's not some major concussion. It's a thousand hits over the course right. of the season that rattle you. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're driving off a bridge because you're suicidal because your brain's messed up. Right. So I think all of these little things, the things that, you know, even when I ride in the car and you tell me about like what your night was the night before and it's like, Oh, we had this and there, this was a suicide and this was, and you go, man, you know, if a regular person had someone that they encountered that had committed suicide, that would mess them up for a long time. Sure. And that's yeah. just, that's yeah. just a, that's just Tuesday right. for and, you guys. Right. And that's, that's what's really, uh, to me, really. And I think with the, with the professional, you know, going to see someone, I think that's good. I said, what for us, we have kind of each other. So we're kind of like comfortable with that We've now, too. Tonight. <laughs> right, right. Who needs we're, tomorrow? The, hit, hit something on that road thing. That's like, and we were thinking back in the day. <laughs> we were riding together. Times were good. Hand in hand. We've yeah. got money. we got money to pay for this. You yeah. should hit that button again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, requires police departments who to participate in the FBI's use of force database and strengthens the requirements for use of deadly force. So what does that mean? Right, well, that is, from what I understand, it was a relatively new thing that we weren't doing all along. There was no like requirement for us to, uh, with a, a national database, to do that. There has been recently laws that the uh, the association, International Association of Chief of Police, completely backs that and says, "What, what is the FBI's use of force database?" Basically, when you have an incident, like we talked about during the use of force right. um, show that we did. We're like Scott was talking about how he has to collect data and form a report from it. We have these forms that are called response to resistance forms. So this information is kind of co uh, collected and collaborated upon in a database nationally to show here's how many interactions the police have had this year. Here's how many interactions have led to deadly force to, you know, great bodily harm, you know, using this tool. What were the current circumstances? What were the numbers? What was the genders of the individuals involved? Race, all this other stuff. It's a huge database to kind of prove or disprove some of the myth that's out there. And then really, when you look at it as a nation, as a profession, why would we want to not keep track of this? You know what I mean? The guys that are telling you in this day and age, like, they don't need to know what I do out there. That's bull, man. We got too much things going on. And it, it, this has been, honestly, we as an agency participate in it. Um, we have, you know, set up the, the, the kind of the infrastructure to support that. Um, it was out there. It was a thing that the FBI was doing, but there was no mandatory requirement by law to participate in it. So now I think our state, and again, I, look, I'll be the first guy to crank on Illinois, but when you listen to this and you think like, all right, from a logical standpoint, not an emotional standpoint, it's cool that maybe we could set a standard for the nation in how this works. Like, Again, as a municipality, as a state goes, we have a large, large urban center. There's only two other states in the nation that have cities as big as ours, bigger than ours, um, Cali, California, and New York. Maybe we can get something good out of this that now funding and things like that can right. be proven. Like It has to start somewhere. It's amazing we've gone this long. When I was first reading about this and I was researching about the show and use of force, I was like, Holy shit, we don't even do this? Right. Like, this isn't a requirement? Right. Like, I, I, it was a shock to me. Like, well, and, and I this agree is what ordinary officers don't even know this. Yeah, because we have to, when we go to calls, we, we have to, um, 
we have the disp- disposition calls, or it's called the dispo, and those dispos are linked to what they call UCR numbers, Universal Uniform Crime Reporting. Uniform Crime Reporting. UCR. So, in other words, you go to domestic, you class it out with a seventy-three fifty, and those get that's accumulated. A non, that's a verbal domestic. That's a verbal domestic. Fifty-one right. fifty. <laughs> that's like that's like a cop code or something. That's right, out right, in Cali, right, like right, Van Halen, right? Van Hagar. RIP. So you, right. you you know, you have to you have to dispo it with that, and then it gets collected on federal level and it just you know by crime and by city by state right and, and they're crunching those numbers and seeing what's right. going on and right. like okay right. right and like that all started by you know because the fbi and the, and the government wanted to say okay i have these resources where's where do i put my where do i put my people and then where does funding go to help and then that? right so right. when i found out that they don't even do like use of force and everything i'm like well well why wouldn't you because if you have let's take chicago like the number one murder capital of the world why wouldn't they collect that? And the FBI go, whoa, wait a minute. We got to send like a hundred guys there to, to like squash us now. Like what? So I was very surprised when. when and data it. collection, I mean, whether you're, everybody knows I'm a dork about it at work because I love doing it because it really helps you. It's like, oh, data can be manipulated. Yeah, everything can be manipulated. We're being manipulated. Every Everything. Look at data and say, where do I need my resources? Let's dispel some myths. Yep, like exactly. let's show the, the average American citizen in which the thin blue line has been hijacked because all we are is these ham-handed goofs because you watch one video, you miss the 80 other videos of good interactions right. that people that day for that agency, and everybody thinks we're at the point where we are. There's no, I, I don't Personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with collecting this information no. and getting it to them to help dispel myths or say, you guys got a fucking problem. Right. Fix it. Right. Why, why does this happen with you right. and a town over? It doesn't, and it's the same demographic. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't see a problem with it. So these next two are, I think, uh, interrelated. And to me, maybe the, some of the hottest button, I think, uh, of reading through this thing, um, prohibits chokeholds by police officers and imposes upon police a duty to intervene in the excessive use of force by another officer and to render aid when necessary. So those two are, yeah, uh, those two are, to me, related. Probably the most um, visible of all of this reform, to me, just looking at this really quickly, Mm -hmm. is that. Because that is, I mean, obviously what started the riots. You know, obviously those are the biggest hot button issues without people really understanding both sides of it. Um, Prohibiting chokeholds, I'd like to see a little bit more of what the actual statute says about what does... What, what constitutes a chokehold? What yeah. constitutes chokehold and prohibition on it? Meaning, I can never use it. I can never use it. If I am, I've watched this happen in training, where we've conducted a fight and all of the tools didn't work, and the gun was pitched off to the side because it fell out of the guy's holsters. It didn't work, and this guy is claiming he's going to kill me, and I can get him in a chokehold and make him pass out. Pass out. Sure. Right. I I've saved his life. I didn't use any other tool to do that. I can never, use, never, right. ever use. There's right, not right. any single condition under which that that might have been a better option or my only option because this guy was going to kill me or kill right, someone right. else. I would like to see the wording on that. This right. isn't detailed enough. Yeah, like, right, maybe right, it's just yeah, like, right. don't put a knee on a neck. Well, it's like right. you can't go to that when you're dealing with it. And people watch, what is it? Uh, the guy smelling the Lucy's up, selling the Lucy's up in New York. Gardner? Uh, no, no. Gardner. no. Who's was, the guy in New York selling the Lucy's? Uh, Lucy's are single cigarettes. Um, uh, the uh, I want to say yeah, Gardner, but right. I, don't, I think it, it was. It was a case yeah. where they went there. The store keep said this guy's out there selling Lucy's. The guy was high. They got him in a chokehold. What they perceived to be a chokehold. There's a lot of debate in the, the the defensive tactics world of law enforcement. Is if you can talk, you're not really being choked because you need oxygen to be able to breathe and talk. 
I would argue that myself that you don't need to take a breath to right. talk. You can just keep talking. Right. Um, but um, that's where this is at. And I, Mike, where you're at with that is the impression of it is, I think, 100% accurate. Um, uh, the second issue is the one, what was the second one again? It, uh, imposes upon a police a duty to intervene in the excessive, you've seen another cop yeah. using excessive force. I mean, I mean that's straight up that's the Chauvin situation yeah. in, in Minneapolis. Like those three cops standing around there. there but what's the, what's the, like, what's the ego, what's the locker room vibe on that? I think for us, I would have to say more of us, like probably over. You know, uh, th- I, if you're saying like what our take on that is, vast majority is should they have intervened? Yeah, like what what's the what's the vibe? You know, it's almost like being a football player and you're you twist an ankle and you go out for the game and the rest of your team goes, dude, you could have just taped it up and played, right? So like, you know, if you if you were to say, hey, dude, cut it out, how is that looked upon with, within the ranks? I personally, I'm just going to tell you, I can only speak to my organization. And when we first came in, it would have like. Who do you have for you to tell me to what to do in that situation? You, who are you? And now it's like I have an obligation to right. do that. And I, I think that most officers, you talk to them, and, and, and you know, I've gone to conferences over the last three years since a lot of this crap's been happening, and people are like, yeah, man, we're all going to pay for that because nobody stepped up and did right. what was right. And, you know and, what I mean? And even then, they were making, well, the guy was on the job four days or whatever it was. So it doesn't matter. I mean, like, I, I, I just, right. I, and, and again, I don't know if you can get that through a psychology or psychological well, evaluation. You say enough, enough, and, yeah. and, and get, like, almost like you were saying earlier, where, you know, you're involved in a shooting. The other officers have an obligation to get that guy out of there. Right. He's emotionally he's charged right. and like he's spent right, right. and just get him out and, and, and be a normal human at some point. An analogy I usually make and I largely make this with newer officers and interns because they're still willing to listen to me um, is I used to say live by an honor code. Right. It, you can't 100% of the time live by 100% honorable situations because some things are just that socially acceptably that honorable. People like don't lie, cheat or steal or tolerate that those that do. Right. And I say to people which one of those do you think is the toughest to follow in this day and age? Yep. It's tolerating other people that do. Like it's difficult to do, and especially in our culture, that's because it's all you know. It's been that for hundreds of years that you don't snitch or whatever, and now it's like right. But now it's like it's almost coming out to reverse because of this stuff. Is like, but and again, it's just because there's good guys that have been standing on the sidelines watching this and going, "Dude, you're not." Well, I mean, but you can, and it feels too weird to to call someone out on it. But now you're saying that the vibe is changing, so that. It's, right. It, and maybe so we that you can, should be calling people out. And maybe we can set an example because we're not the only place in the world where that's difficult. For like, sure. It's, you know, hey, snitches get stitches. Right. Hey, your neighborhood's going to shit, right. but snitches get stitches. You're, you're, you're snitching on a drug dealer that's leading to people getting killed and shot, but you're not going to snitch on them. You're not snitching on a guy for smacking around his old lady. I mean, every job you go to, Nobody wants to snitch on their buddy because the headaches that that's right. going to create, the dynamic on a team or in a, an emergency room or wherever. Like, why don't the good teachers stand up to the bad teachers that are sending messages from Cabo saying, we can't go back to school? You know, like, tone deaf. You're tone deaf, right. lady. Look, I don't care if you travel, but don't be down there telling people they can't do stuff while you're taking a picture of yourself. Right. On a, in a bikini, enjoying life while everybody else is trying to figure out how to navigate right. their way through this mess called school right now, which is not the teacher's fault, but in the same sense, like why don't other people stand up and step? And you're an idiot, man. Stop. Right, <laughs> and I think this also relates back to like the whole psychology, um, psychological exams and stuff because there there was an article or was a, about partners where 
like I'm super comfortable with Scott and Sean. We go someplace and you know I'm I'm Max. Yeah, right. I'm right. super comfortable right. saying, That's Hey, true, enough's enough or enough's enough or whatever. Right. But what there's what they thought what they're seeing in, in the article over time was is that as a partner, it's got a 50 50 shot of that you're going to cover stuff up or you're going to yeah, say right. or, you're, or you're comfortable enough to say we're done and then, then and the articulate same, that the same yeah. thing applies to the presence of a supervisor supervisor like oh you stop micromanaging me sarge but they say that statistically speaking when a supervisor shows up on the scene generally i mean like this is this is good right. numbers the whole level of the intensity goes down quite a bit because everybody's like, somebody's watching. They yeah. used to say to us when we were young in Academy, imagine your grandma's watching you. Would you want to disappoint her? And like Ooh. half the guys are like, my grandma's dead. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. But the, the bottom line is, is that is where that kind of comes into play. Right. And, and I, you know, so far from what I've heard, again, we can say, oh, this is BS. They're coming after us. So we're not going to stand a chance or whatever. Hey, man, I, I look. The longer we stick our arm out and reject people doing the stiff arm on people, the more I've said this before and I'll say right. it again. We have got to concede on some things that we all know we need work on. Right. If they're saying, hey, we're going to train, but we're not going to give you money, hey, it's a step in the right direction. Right. And then one of the rules of thumb that I use is like, if I'm not in the fight and it's, th- th- if I'm not in the fight, I'm coaching. Like, hey, we got to get done. We got because if I'm not in there and we're you know fighting for your life and you're grabbing arms and legs and stuff like that, they pretty much I would have to say from my vantage point viewpoint, it's kind of under control. Let's get this going. Grab a leg, whatever, and we get this done. Let's end this. Yeah, you yeah. know, get this before it gets worse. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Um, extends all uh, restrictions of the use of force to apply. Start again. Extends all restrictions of the use of force that apply to law enforcement. Uh, officers to bounty hunters as well. That that's kind of a no brainer. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah, that, like, that we'd, feels we'd, like bounty hunters could have been able to get away with a lot. And here's the funny part about it: Illinois doesn't allow bounty hunters. Oh, funny. <laughs> right. It was not really? What's yeah. that guy? What's that? Do guy? they come in from other states? Maybe they can't they get guys. Oh, they can't. They can't. That's right. kidnapping. Right. We you know, my buddies. Yeah. His dad. His dad is dog the bounty hunter. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah he was. He was a mess. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Um, <clears throat> Bans the use of uh, certain military equipment and provides guidance on the use of crowd control measures. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, you would probably know more about I, that, Sean. I, for me, well, yeah, you can answer this, but for me, I don't. That's where we can save money and you know and help with the funding and stuff like that because I don't really know of anybody from an agency that's going to buy a tank. They're going to buy bearcats. That's and, different. I think yeah. this is talking about crowd control military equipment versus. Um, because the, there's a whole section on military equipment oh, in this okay. bill. All right. That's, that's, that, oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. This one is about police accountability. So maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's some kind of gear that, that you guys, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I got to tell anymore. you just the, the kind of the history of my experience with it, because it, it it really impacted the SWAT world a lot mm-hmm. because of just the, you know, the a lot of different reasons. But when it first came down, and again, I'm paraphrasing the whole thing, like there was excess, and the excess was either to be, destroy it and waste money or see if police agencies could use it. Mm. Like everything else in government, its initial incarnation or inception of it was like, wait, wait oh, this wait, seems wait. like a good idea. Yeah, right. Like, let's get it. And, and then guys, some guys, and look, it is what it is. I mean, we have got like, we're not a unified profession. People would be shocked about like, like there's a lack of, like people say the drug war, why did it fail? Well, there was not a unified vision. I was just go out and enforce the drug laws. Right. I, do we have a unified mission is which one we want to attack first? Cause there's a lot of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems. Um, but I would have to say when this one, you probably want to drill down and find out like exactly yeah. what they're talking about. Cause I don't know what the gear is. Yeah. If they're sending, but, there, if, but honestly, there is some gear out there that from what I understand and whether it be rumor or firsthand from what I saw, 
Um, they had a lot of like armored vehicles that they were unloading that the military was no longer using after the drawdown in Iraq. And those things were like, okay. you know, I mean, honestly, I, I'm just, I'm just talking for me. I'm not. How many do you to, have in your backyard? No, 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 no. But it's like <laughs> you had to go through quite a bit to get it, but it was easily accessible to you. I'm like, we ended up getting like a freaking trailer like a like a trailer that you would use for like what you do <laughs> right, Mike. Like, like cars put a motorcycle in the back of yeah. it kind of a thing or repair and, and we use it for our range or whatever so it was a cheap way to get it you know right but yeah. we, i think to drive to one. the pacific northwest to pick it up but anyway there was yeah, probably had, some uh, some niche right. specific thing that happened right that but, they were like why would they have access to this right because i would hope like if it's you know helmet shield you know, and that yeah, kind that of stuff, knee pads or whatever, yeah, that'd be good. I think quite, a bit of that, quite a bit of that was good. But then there was other things that came along with it, like you, know, you were getting boats that Navy SEALs used and things like that. And they didn't have like mini guns and stuff on there. But people were offended by the appearance of it. Like we're militarizing yeah. the police and things like good. that. And it was, you know, this came on the heels of Ferguson. It really did. Right. I mean, Ferguson and some of the... the, the, the Sean Ferguson? Not right. me. You know, Everything no. comes on the heels yeah, of Sean right, yeah, right. no, He's the man. We're a big clan, but uh, not so much. Um, but Ferguson, Missouri, obviously. The incident no town there after me. They're good. No, you don't want it. You don't want it. I mean, I got a funny story on that someday. But anyway, um, it's awkward, but funny, I right. guess. I don't know. Um, but the idea of that is some of that equipment, and, and even within our communities, the, the SWAT community, people are like, yeah, it's too much. We we don't need that. Right. Planning is, I heard one one of my bosses say, he, he's been retired for some time. We don't need that shit. That's too high profile. It looks too too draconian. It's too yeah, nineteen eighty four. And these stuff. were guys that were like really vested Dialed in that in, world, right. and they just were like, "This is too much." Right. Um, requires the maintenance of police misconduct records and requires the use of special prosecutors in officer involved deaths. That is one where, seriously, it's way too soon to see. It's way too emotional of an issue right now um, without any more specific is facts. Is there a downside to the, uh, the topical view of that? I think the downside on that is that, you know, they're talking about special prosecutors and stuff, and I think the view is that is like they want to use special prosecutors like just to jam us, and I think that's, 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 the, the, that, that's the impression that of the emotion. And, and, and These are officer-involved deaths, though. Meaning like the officer died or? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 actually. No, it's an officer involved death. Yeah. Like that's shooting. Right, right. that's yeah. a shooting yeah. where they're, okay, got it. Or I, right. you know, freaking run the guy over my car. So what they're saying then is based on this guy's whole previous record, that has to be accounted for if he ends up killing a guy. This right. is one of those ones that I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I'm going to defer on because I'm going to wait for my union and like okay. legal like city legal type people, right. your village attorney to read through that and say, here's what I think this means. Yeah, because I mean, it could be something as simple as like, hey, if we get involved in a shooting, the state police or FBI come in, you no longer can conduct your own investigations. And we, and we, or, or, you right, know. it's like, well, 12 years ago, you were involved in this yes. thing. Right. You're like, well, look, it's been 12 years. Right. Right. You know, I'm, right. I'm a different and, human. And that's that where some folks get some, get concerned about it because for the longest time, that was able to be able to kept in files and it was used against you in a manner I was like I was cleared on that yeah Why I, can, is that? I can see how that right. could be a, a it, it's a really a tough button. one and there's going to have to be a lot more wording and to be honest with you just because there's wording in something then it is how is it now interpreted by the courts right but the intention uh, I, I would imagine the intention is to identify a pattern of someone's career and say look man this guy's had five incidents similar to this it's not a huge surprise that he did this this is consistent with what he's done his whole career whereas maybe before some of those records would have been expunged or, or whatever well yeah i guess if it didn't lead to a you know bad ruling and again and again this is something where each union is going to be able to possibly yeah. interpret that and see what they're going to go with it yeah right uh removes police this is interesting maybe on your side removes police discipline from the collective bargaining process that seems like it 
that is more along the lines of when we're negotiating a contract, police discipline and police discipline issues cannot be uh, included in a collective bargaining agreement. Oh, this thing also says expands the officer misconduct database, meaning they're going to pinch you for more stuff. Is that the... Potentially. What's unnerving about this right now to cops, and I'm just going to be straight with you about it, um, is that you can be offended or whatever in any incident, any incident whatsoever. And and cops are concerned about that, and this is where they're going to go. I'm not going to get involved because you have one incident you were like, hey, I was there. I thought I did what I needed to do, but... I thought I did the right thing. Because but it's a hot button issue. Yeah, now right. my city leaders are freaking out about it and they want to get reelected. So they're going to do this. It's funny because this is like one of the shorter ones in it. This is probably the hottest button of oh, all of them. Absolutely. Expands the, absolutely. the officer and misconduct That's database. the one where right. I think, mo- Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. Most people are like, this could lead, because it's right. not just about civil liability anymore. It's now about criminal liability and you can be in right. prison. I've got something. a buddy who's a cardiovascular surgeon. We were at a car race. And uh, we were waiting to go, and there was a guy that was in the event that had a heart attack. Right. He was right there. Right. right. And I go, dude, are you going to help me? He goes, I can't. I can't get anywhere near him. Right. He goes, I can get sued. If I, right. if I, your if he dies, company, yeah, then right. all of a sudden, right. liability that's it. insurance is And crazy. I'm like, how messed up are we as a society that this right. guy who's trained right. to help this guy right. can't walk 10 feet and help the dude? Oh, and that comes from the fact that, and I'm just going to be honest again, I'm going to say what I think, and I think. You know, we've gotten a lot from the civil liability world where people should yeah. be held accountable monetarily for that. But it's also now a chance to, I can sue you because you were simply trying to help and it didn't work out the way that it did or should have, or ideally, you know, the person survived or whatever. Um, final two for the police uh, requires the use of body cameras statewide by 2025. You guys already do that, right? No, we don't have, but body does cams. everybody, well, oh, we, no, were, no. we were, we were, we as an agency, we're on track to Got get them, them though. Yeah. So that was going to happen. We're one of the. And how do you guys feel about that? For me, I, I bring doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Bring because, it. And, doesn't it matter. We, and we've talked about this before. For me, I bring it. I mean, I could articulate everything that I do. Yeah. The only thing that I, I want to be sure that they do is, is just like some of the agencies that have them now, like if you come in with a complaint, mm-hmm. call the officer and they download it. Well, let's watch this together. Sure. You want, and so, but you just can't watch the 30 seconds where sure you want to watch the whole thing whole thing so that's that's i mean if required i i I mean honestly the current incarnation of body cameras and the way that they're set up is they're usually on your chest and when you're doing something like fighting or presenting a weapon the camera's blocked from half of the things you could be using and looking at anyway um look it's here's my take on body cameras. you need that drone (laughs) but to be honest with you my take on that is let them See what we do. Let yeah. them see what we're yeah. up against. Yeah. And if it's going to start with cops, maybe you can move into politicians and maybe you oh, can dude. move into can other you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, like, hey, politicians can wear body cameras? <laughs> That'd be if, awesome. If, if, if we're going to say the cops who we pay for as citizens should be wearing body cameras and use force, why are we not having body cameras on judges and prosecutors and defense attorneys right. when they go to, go to the judges' chambers and they talk about something that's going to affect maybe my safety and security because this guy can get out of jail. Why is that? I don't know. Oh, that's the sanctity of the court. Everything well, should be C-SPAN. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, on, I, I like, don't mind that, although... You know, that is a little big brothery, but maybe that's but, but, the but right it, time of big brothery. And you but, know, or it here, makes everybody accountability. Go, it, yeah. Exactly. If you're going to hold yeah. us accountable, everybody should be. Yeah. Why is it only during this process? Why aren't, why aren't prison guards wearing them 24-7? Right. Why, yeah. why, are, why, are, why isn't anybody that... Why aren't doctors wearing them? Why aren't teachers wearing them? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're practically doing that to them now with COVID. Right. I mean, yeah, why don't right. we just have cameras going in rooms? Like, I want to check on my son. Right. There's something substantiated that a teacher neglected a kid. 
protect the fucking teacher. Right, bring it. Or get rid of the teacher. Everybody has a nanny cam. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, this one finally uh, removes the requirement for sworn affidavits for police misconduct complaints. I, Does that just set up like just any so, rando just saying? Yes. Yeah. So, so if you have a complaint against me, you got to come in, fill out an affidavit, sign it. If it's a serious enough complaint. If it's a serious right. enough complaint. And if, if you lie and then you go to jail, then right? we go after you. That what they're saying there is, is which this is, and again, if you want to, if you have a complaint, come in and do it. You just can't say, hey, this yeah, is, Bob did this. Yeah. Who right. are you? No, I don't have to. And then we can get discipline yeah, for it. I, that's just, that's kind of weird. Tell you after that's all weird. this stuff was going on in the city and, and the riots this past summer, I had a couple officers come up to me and talk with me about body cameras. And they said, the guy said to him, hey, you got a body camera on? No, man, obviously you see I don't have a body camera on. Okay, I'm going to tell him you bashed my head in off the side of this car. I'm going to go in my jail cell. I mean, he told the guy what right. he was going to do, and then he was going to have the guy get in trouble for it. And the guy did it. Mm. The guy absolutely did it. And you know what happened to that guy? Mm. Nothing. Because we are like, ah, it's just a lie. See ya. Like, we don't want to get tied up in it. We don't want to tie up lawyers in this because it's going to cost the taxpayers money. And it's unfair. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I will look at anything, but I'm going to say, if the people are the police and the police are the people, we all need to live by the same, same standard. Rules. And same rules. due process and facts matter. Right. Now, sometimes people are going to get over, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've watched way more criminals get over on this system than mm. cops. And I'm going to tell you, if you can just come in and say that, and now you don't have to put an affidavit to it, you're going to dedicate one cop's time or more cop's time to investigating cops. And cops will go like this. Well, if that's what it's going to be, right. I'm not going to work. And then, why, and would that, why would that have found its way into this bill? Do you know what the angle was? Because that um, they don't want they don't want to come sign anything, and they're oh. allowing that in. They, they don't want to come in and no, say no, no. Hey, but that, they, that's that doesn't that's not logical. They wouldn't just say any criminal can say anything because we want criminals to be able to do cool stuff. Why? What would be the incident that would cause them? So again, a lot of this was made by the Black Caucus. Right. right. So what would be the incident that or the the vibe that these guys would go? Hey, we've been this is been a pain in the ass for us we don't want to have to do this sign affidavit is it is i think it, it's because they 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 feel that there's not enough accountability on our side that's no, what but i mean like if somebody if some dude uh, something happened to him and he went into the police station and he signed this affidavit would he get pinched when he got home or like what would what's the no can't this doesn't ever, make I, this is illogical to me well and then and so from Let's, if you look at it just it is, like if you call and you just have an anonymous complaint, okay, so they're going to say, well, you can get fired in a mask, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, so you follow through and it didn't happen. Like whatever, you, like whatever the internal affairs officer does, you follow through and it didn't happen. So like, like Sean said, you're tying up like one officer's time for all this stuff. But where this would come from, I don't even know why would they want... I, I mean, just to be able to call and complain like a FedEx driver or something? I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm just going to go out on a limit here, and I'm just going to say, politicians do sometimes do things just to say to people, look what I did. And I, and I, li and I liken it to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to liken it to hate crime. Hate crime laws are, it's a hate crime to do this, obviously, because of a person's gender, sex, or I mean, uh, they're the same thing, um, race, religious affiliation, whatever. Right. The problem with, hate crimes, what people don't understand is that you actually have to get the suspect to admit that they did it for that reason. You come in and saying, they did this to me because I'm, let's say, because I'm part Jewish, because I found out through my 23 I me, mean, I am. Um, they did this to me because I'm 5% Jew. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, based well, upon what? Well, they knew that. They knew that I was a Jew and that's why they did it. 
Well, there has to be a whole lot more tangible proof of that. And I think the hate crime bill was to make people feel better about like, I think they did this to me for this reason. So yes, we have to substantiate your concerns. So we're going to create a law that is really, really hard to prosecute. But we can say at the end of the day, we did something to make you feel better. And, and right. I can't help but to think that some of that is there where like, you shouldn't be afraid to come in and make a statement without you making a written statement. Like, like I say to us, right, but that, hey, but- if the just need not run from the light, you should be willing to put your name on a piece of paper to say, this cop's a dirty cop. He beat the crap out of me or he robbed right. me. To not do that now leads to anybody can make any complaint and do it any time and cops will retreat. Right. right, hold on. I'm actually looking at the actual... Okay. The statute? The actual statute, which is way longer right, than, right. than this. This is a uh, very high-level... Um, summary of something that does it sounds way worse than it is um okay uh, except in except as is otherwise provided in this act no department of state police officer shall be removed demoted or suspended except for cause upon written charges filed with the board by the director and a hearing before the board thereon upon not less than 10 days notice at a place to be dead blah, blah blah at such hearing the accused shall be afforded the full opportunity to be heard in his or her own defense and provide proof. It should not be requirement of a person filing the complaint against state officer to have the sworn affidavit, meaning it's going to court. They're going to be in court. They just don't have to have signed a sworn affidavit. So it, if anything, it's a time suck more than it's a, a false accusation thing. And, 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 like I said, um, without- and there's a, again, there's a lot more of this, but um, I don't think this one, th- there's, there's more um, when the person complains they have to be interrogated they have to be like it's a it's a formal process that they have to go through they can't they're not just signing a thing and bailing they have to commit to the this person did this thing and we're going to go to court for it and i think if that's the case and you know again this is out here compared to yesterday this is like now finally out there like the emotion goes by that the same process has to be followed um it just i think originally when you look at Look, there's no mystery. I mean, I'm not, not, there's nothing I'm saying here that hasn't happened and, and everybody knows it. You talk to big municipalities like Chicago, they say they spend a, an exorbitant amount of time investigating completely unsubstantiated complaints against officers, like made up, complete fabrications. Yep. And again, I'm not, look, I'm not saying the bad things don't happen with cops to people. It, it, that's not my point here. My point is we dedicated a ton of time and resources to this and already cash strap personnel strap situations so the affidavit basically said how much was this person really willing to come in and do that from the police side i'm just telling you what from that experience this can amount to whether it says it in writing or not is we're concerned that now it's going to be free reign to come in and just make things up because that's what's happened in the past yeah and and in in this case um it gets uh they have to see the evidence for a, a number of time. And then it, then it goes to a 10 day, um, uh, fact finding. And then it, if it passes that, then it, it then goes. goes to court. But then here's the other, here's the other issue associated with that, which I don't necessarily know what the wording on is. And maybe it is out there. Maybe it isn't. This is something I would expect for an interpretation from my legal counsel, uh, from the union side, as well as the city side, because they both have some vested interest in costs in this is, 
is this one of those things that even if it's unsubstantiated, it stays in your file? So NBC5 can now come and say, this officer had 20 complaints against him and blah, blah, And without considering the fact that this officer maybe worked in a district that lent itself to that, uh, was it legit? Was it not substantiated? But he had five previous cases in right. two years of this. Like, okay, okay, this is where like, all right, they don't want to dig in. They want to just put bullet points out there on the news. And then the guys tried. And then the pressure politically on the folks that run these shows go, let's just make this go away. Let's just make right. the officer eat it because that's just easier to do than dealing with the target getting looted right. again because somebody did something stupid. Right. You know what I mean? Because that you kind got, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So the way I'm reading it, that that, uh, that isn't the case. And by the way, the military stuff, bayonets. Yeah, you can't right, have a right. bayonet. I mean, it's like, what? You can't have a bayonet. You can't have a grenade. Oh, my God. It was, which means that it was somebody bayonet, got that. Uh, bayonet, <laughs> grenade launcher, uh, tracked uh, armored vehicle. Yep. And 113s. Um, and 113s are called. And people were getting them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of stuff. They don't even okay. stop RPGs, by the way. But, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. we're, not, we're not going up against RPGs yet. What do I need an RPG yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, seriously, though, like... Why the hell do you need a bayonet? <laughs> Fix anyway, bayonet, boys. What? Like if you if you ask for one, go back to the psychological evaluation. Right, exactly. So I, what I would do, and I think for anybody, again, I'm a I don't I'm a civilian. I don't know anything about this stuff. But what I would do is, if you are super upset about this, any of these things, any of these things, go to the actual law and read because all you're seeing is summaries. Right. And typically, if those summaries are coming from a left leaning or right leaning right. website, you you're info? gonna you're right. gonna get a right. a, a But look right. at the actual right. statute, right. and you might go, oh, all right, that's right. I get it. Yeah, we don't need this, bayonets, right? This isn't meant uh, or, or frag grenades well, at this point. Well, you know? well, like you know, I think when you just read that sentence I just read, which was like, um, you know, you don't have to, whatever, you don't have to remove this requirement of sworn affidavits. That is a very topical view on something right. that is a very complex. Right. I mean, I'm I'm uh, holding my hands out. It's about two feet of legal jargon to get right. through that one little sentence right. Right. and it's way more nuanced than this Absolutely. one sentence can can offer right. so and you know, I, don't and, freak too and much. i think and i think you know let's let definitely do that and then let's fight for what we want to fight for because like you know body cams they're coming and i think that they're going to help us but like to have stuff in my file that was unfounded I think that's wrong, but let's, I want, but let's but fight read for the that. actual Actually, statute. Everyone, yeah. every cop should actually read the ones that they're upset about and, and go, you throw is this, this bad, that bad or do I want to get on, do I want to get somebody to start fighting we for say it? Yeah. All the time, do you want to die on every hill? Seriously, like right. pick a battle and pick the one that is really going to be there's the most There's going to be some shit that you're upset yeah, about. Right. But there's, there's also going to be some shit that's on the other end of it that's going to protect like, man, I saw this guy get hosed because he went X, Y, Z and there was no documentation for it. Right. And now he's he's pinched. Right, right. But am I upset about it to the point of that I can't live with it? Or is it to the level that I could lose my house, my cars? Like I can like what is the level of like this really sucks and it's poor, you know, it's poor legal jargon. But I'm not, you know, it, it does it because like I think right now people are in a panic and I was there. So don't get me wrong. Like, holy crap. Thank God. All my stuff is the way it is legally and everybody needs to do that, you know, because the, the panic hit. So now going through it and reading it afterwards and taking that breath. OK, there, there are things that I don't like and that's the hill I'm going to stand on. Right. I'm not going to stand on the hill yeah. for body cams. I'm not. Oh, it's coming thing, and, and I think it helps. One more thing about the military stuff that, again, it was just a total rookie move on both sides with the federal government giving it up and us taking it. Like I'm going to, like I was in the army. Like you when I had a vehicle, the vehicle would break something. You know, this Mike better than anybody probably, but in the military, I had this big logistical chain that would support me getting the heat pump 
or the M113 track. Right, right. I got this from the military. That breaks. That thing's sitting in the back parking lot as a testament to the fact that I didn't even really know what the hell I was doing when I grabbed it. Like, why did I need that? And now when it breaks... What, Who do you call? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's the problem. We, we Somebody had some stuff from... There's an agency near us that had some stuff. They're like, yeah, we called back to the DOD. And they're like, yeah, we don't even make that part anymore. It's like, yeah. so you got this big piece of metal junk right. sitting in your back right. that your taxpayers now have to figure out a way to <laughs> right. dispose of. Can someone call Bob's tank repair right. real quick? <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, or it was a vehicle that was designed for the streets of... Baghdad and they can't fit down <laughs> right. the streets in Chicago. You know what I mean? Or Kansas City or wherever the hell you got it from. Uh, let's bang through. We're, we're at an hour already. Okay. Damn. So let's bang through um, the uh, detainee prisoner and citizens rights, I think. Um, uh, That's probably going to be a little along the lines of like what's going on when they get to the jail? Yeah, and yeah. Then right. they go to the department. Yeah. Of Corrections. So increases services and programming for pregnant prisoners and requires medical treatment of prisoners yeah. and detainees okay. a lot of without certain. unreasonable delay. So they're yeah. injured. Yeah. Okay, the only drawback could that could be is like, hey, if I have a tall, tiny, small jail in a little tiny town in right. Southern Illinois, where's my tax revenue to right. do that? Right. This one is my like because this actually happened to me. Um, I got uh, it's a long story, but I got arrested for a barking dog ticket that I didn't pay and it so wasn't even it. my dog it's a long story wow. this is wow. years ago in boulder but um you get the uh new detainee rights in police custody including the right to make three phone calls within three hours of arrival and two the ability to retrieve phone numbers in their cell phone before they get confiscated which is like well thank god because nobody knows a phone number anymore you know if i got if i got arrested I would just call nine one one and be like, "I'm being kidnapped. I got I was kidnapped right. by some, some men right. wearing similar outfits." <laughs> I, I, look, I'm telling you, man. I've interviewed plenty of people. Right. There's a thing called the Fifth Amendment. They don't have to talk to me at all. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it it's right. in the parchment that I want to. Hey, I'm my Second Amendment rights, but I don't want to allow you to hold up your fifth because right. I want to get to the bottom of this case. Look, I know we got to do that stuff. I know it's part of it, but. I, I'm going to tell you, I work with some really, really good detectives that investigated some really, really heinous crimes. And they would be like, let him make all the calls he needs to. Either he's going to talk to us or not. We got to collect the evidence. We got to do what we got to do yeah. on high one capital crimes. This is something that, again, I look at that and I go, okay, if he makes one call or he makes three calls. I, when I gave the guy- Yeah, the but phone, they wouldn't give you, you weren't allowed to use your, you, would, you weren't allowed to get the numbers I'm going to tell you straight up, we never did that. We never did not let somebody grab their phone because okay. that, that's dude's, the thing. that dude's sitting- in our jail and I got to deal with this guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I need him to get to the bottom of whatever he needs to get to the bottom to. So he's going to talk to me or he's not. And he's going to be charged for this. He's going to go to County or he's going to be released. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't care. Right. I, I cared, but I didn't care. I was right. Like, Dude, give him what he needs to get to what he but needs. But clearly right. somebody did. Well, that clearly. was a complaint. Clearly. Right. So because here, the only time like I did, I, I'm on the same page as Sean. The only time I don't do it is like, I'll do it is when I, we get to the jail. Cause I think a lot of people on the street are like, who are you calling? So that's why I like the three-hour provision. I mean, but this is in detention while they're in the jail. I'm assuming, like that's yeah. what the wording of it is. Yeah, like, yeah. On the right. street, you would but arrival people, at but, the police but, but station. But this is what I'm saying. And before questioning occurs. Right. But that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people panicked, and the first thing I thought of without reading was, is I am not going to give this clown three calls while I'm standing on the, on the street. street because no. That, yeah. But that calling Bob to come over and, and beat and the crap out of me behind. Us. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. But again, that goes back to. When I hit the button, I'm like, holy cow. But then I read it. Oh, he's in the jail. Okay. Yeah, so that's a pretty safe place. And, and because we're talking about these things, it doesn't mean that we can't do a future show with somebody that maybe wants to see the opposing side of it. Maybe somebody's like, you kids don't understand the right. cause of this. Okay, I got you. But look, it's an unfunded mandate. 
what right. can you do? So I mean, what, yeah. So one of these so basically that's on another own. one that I think a lot of people are just practicing. It'd actually be really cool to see if you could get uh, one of the legislators. That would be really awesome. As oh, an yeah. interview, it would be kind of interesting. Yeah, they're they're actually good. right now they're actually um, shutting down their Facebook pages. <laughs> I know. I know. Re- requires conspicuous notice of these rights. Uh, so that's obviously uh, you. You got to be able to tell that right. when they get, they get there. Miranda, um, basically, it's Miranda. Right. right. That's what I'm assuming that yes. to be. They're going to change probably Miranda. That's what I think. This is interesting. Uh, prohibits people with less than four months on their sentence from being imprisoned and allows them to be diverted to electronic monitoring or other DOC facility or program. What does that mean? That's just like early release, but you have to be on an ankle monitor or something. Just I think to me, when I kind of looked at that, that's just like to um, regulate the jail population. What does it mean prohibits people with less than four months from being imprisoned? You mean you just get out four months early and you automatically go to a, a... like I said, that's more of along the line, the, the custody thing that has to do with probation yeah. and the Department of Correction. Um, I'm going to tell you that right now. The fact that they put that in writing doesn't shock me because it's probably already going it's on already anyway. Happening. And and by the way, ankle bracelets, folks, I don't want to break it to you, they can come off. Yeah. Um, we in the riots <laughs> had several guys in the riots that we dealt with and took into custody that actually had ankle bracelets on that were outside the yeah. geo limits rioting. One of my one of my, one of my so, friends from uh, Illinois State Police, they came from downtown and we were talking. He's like, "Yeah, we found two. We had to put them in evidence and figure out who like was. what ankle yeah. they're supposed to be attached to." Right. So there you go. Well, so, that was funny. That was his first putt. He goes, "The yeah. first thing I thought was like, I got to find a foot." Is there a foot? <laughs> yeah. So now we're just uh, maybe not wasting money on the ankle bracelets. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Pro- uh, promotes the use of co-responder models and enhances data collection on mental health crisis response. Was so that like fire and police yeah. and everything comes in? Everybody's got to come in. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, you know, what's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah that's, uh, Again, more data, better. Codifies that the use of force by police as a punishment or retaliation is prohibited. Prohibited. I mean, you guys know that. Again, yeah. they're, they're, Again, they're why basically... Is it, someone shot a cop, you want to just beat the crap out of right. him. Right. Right. Is that what that is? Kind of, yeah. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's also called the Eighth Amendment. So, uh, yeah. That yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. yeah, right. It, but they're just putting in writing some things right, that maybe... We've forgotten over right, time. Exactly. But this is interesting. Uh, creates new requirements in the event police acute no-knock warrants, including that one, each participating member is assigned a body-worn camera in his following policies and procedures. Two steps are taken in planning the search to ensure accuracy and plan for children or other vulnerable people on site. And three, if an officer becomes aware the search warrant was executed on an address, unit, or apartment different from the location listed in the search warrant, the member will immediately notify a supervisor who will ensure an internal investigation ensues. Uh, These requirements are based on Chicago Police Department reforms. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sean, is that a more, uh, would these, would that be typical steps in a military uh, versus police? Like, I'm going to go as far as saying that that it should be typical steps that cops are doing. Okay. If you're not doing that, I, look, I must work for the best men in the business because we've always done that. When I was planning this back when I was a regular officer, those were all conditions under which we had to, uh, you know, account for. Mm -hmm. And we have called off hits simply because we've called off hits because we thought we might have to shoot a dog. Look, I can't speak for every agency in the country or every agency in in the state of Illinois, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not doing that, like if you don't have eyes on, like, this is the house. Yes, I confirmed it's got yellow gutters. Don't call yourself a professional if you're yeah. not doing that. Like, this isn't the Wild West where I just get the brute right. doors in. Like, yeah. the fact that it's we had to movies. put it, yeah, the, the fact that we had to put this in writing, 
and laws and people were maybe losing their minds. And I'm not saying now that cops are maybe listening to this and going, like, I, I'm thinking of two guys right now. Right. <laughs> My SWAT, current SWAT commander and team leader. Right. And those guys have done more hits on both sides, whether it be for homicides, drugs, you know, he was out in Vegas. Those two guys will are, are probably laughing going, people aren't doing this. Right, right. They would do, seriously, if I put a plan together just in a mock scenario and didn't do those things, they would destroy me. Right. And again, just in training. And again, and, and, and like I said, if other agencies are not doing that on the level, right. hey, too bad on you. This is yeah. why people are this pissed why, at us. This is yeah. why yeah, right. 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 This is this is the issue. Right. Okay. Court reforms. Um, this is a number of changes that specifically affect how people interact with the courts in ways that aim to interrupt the cycles of recidivism. recidivism, Doing it again. (laughs) uh, Yeah, and incarceration in which many Illinois families find themselves. Among these reforms are abolishes monetary bail. What does that mean, cash? Cash bond is a way. Cash bond? We kind of held you back to like, hey, I had to give up 300 bucks to get out of here. If I'm innocent, I want to get that money back. Or it kind of kept you like, it, it tied you to it. And bond has been debated for a long time. And this is where I'd like to have somebody from New York or California that's been under this no bond, as they call it, for a while. What what does it really mean? When you go to search it up on Google right now, because that's one of the things I looked at for this, you only find the pros of it. You don't find any cons on it. And right. I think to look at both, I think you got to talk to people that are actually doing it on the ground, like a prosecutor or a cop that's dealing with it or, you know, a bail bondsman. That well, what lost else would there business. be? Like you put it on a credit card or like, I don't understand well, what the, your, but basically what I read is that they don't want to take money period. Like at all. And again, so the extreme like is, bail is gone. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm gathering. And if you again, murder someone, you have a million dollars bail. There's no more. You just don't get that. You walk out again, to a court. With that, with that, no, but or, or, let's wait though, because there could right, be I more agree. wording to this to say that there are now more crimes that are out there that we are not going to even allow you to get out over. You know what I mean? Like, if it, again, I'd be interested to see, is this mean that there's no bond for anything and that's just the scare tactic, the fear that one side's using over the other, why this isn't reform? Because they have interest in, in some of these other hills, we so, so to speak, of dying on. What are, are there crimes that no matter what you're not getting out? I mean, are you going to tell me that there's no bail required now for a guy that just beat the crap out of his wife despite the fact that he has a 72 hour stay away he can get out without posting any bond is that part I, like i'd like to know i mean all right so here's the here's how it reads um abolition of monetary bail uh on and after january 1st 2023 so it's mm-hmm. two years from now that this mm-hmm. becomes a thing the requirement of posting monetary bail is abolished except as provided in the uniform capital extradition act the driver's license compact or the non-resident violator compact, which are compacts that have been entered into between this state and its sister states. So that's how it reads, whatever that means. Without knowing what the wording of those are, I mean, I don't know what that means. Yeah, because we already have most of it. This could end up being just crime specific or it could be there's no bond and people, you know, like I said, we're not the first. We're Fredo. Remember, we're the last one on the scene. We're Fredo. Um, I would like to talk to... Michael or Sonny to see what happened here. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what, how is it working on the ground? That's what I you know. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like what's, yeah. You know, how is it really working? That's eh, really no difference, you know? Right. And I think, or, the, or is it, it awful? It, you right. know what I mean? And again, going back to, you know, you know, just thinking they're out of your head and all these emotions, like that doesn't kind of, that won't even come into effect until like 2022 or 2023. 2023. So, but I also, with every one of these, I am always thinking, what, why would this have been put in this bill? Like, right. what, what repeated thing happened enough that they couldn't, um, 
you know, I mean, are, gonna, are they uh, pinching people for uh, maybe a, a basic crime and they end up getting stuck in jail for 30 days because they can't post $500? Is that what this thing is aimed to, to I mean, fix? Maybe. Or, you know I, what yeah, I, mean? I mean? Like, that's, I don't, a, that's a distinct possibility. I don't know what, where you're I, at. I'd like to know what the origin of that idea is. What people have to understand is bail and bond is also based upon the facilities. How big is your jail? Can sure. you handle it? Can like, you handle it? Like the judge is honestly a lot of times like a gatekeeper. He's like, I, you know, he just found out from the sheriff, hey, we're, we're max capacity here. We got people in here that don't necessarily, and we're not going to make a tent city because it's Illinois. Yeah. And it's 20 blowing and there's yeah. not enough to keep these people safe and warm. So he's got to look yeah. at certain things. And and again, everybody's trying to do their best with this. I mean, there's at times, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be like, man, we are jamming the shit out of this dude on cash like you tow his car there's a tow fee there's this there's that blah, blah, blah. and he's just go when is somebody going to challenge this under the eighth amendment yeah like you know like excessive well, fines and i think fees. all towing companies should be put in jail immediately <laughs> right. that is the biggest <laughs> right. scam in america i actually want to start a towing company yeah, yeah. You, know, you were, you were, scam. You were yeah. seeing fees for all sorts of things and, again, and look sometimes the only thing people respond to is the fact that they're losing money they don't care about the laws i just don't want to lose my green I, again this is something that you know, I look at it and I say, well, it's going to guarantee this guy comes back. How many guys, Chris, have we picked on up on? It's called an FTP warrant. Right. File or FTA. File transfer program? No, no, it's the failure to pay or failure to appear. Right. So again, okay, this actually, whole idea. That's the next thing. Yeah. Is right. It ends the practice of suspending driver's licenses for failure to pay. So I need, okay. yeah, yeah, we need a little well, more. Well, I mean, again, the flip side of that, the flip side of the front side of that is we just started giving driver's licenses to everybody anyway. Didn't right. matter if you're a citizen right. or not. I mean, yeah, but failure to why pay. Why we're getting all wrapped up in this now? Like, yeah. oh, it's just leading to more right. and more. Like, hey, these are the people we've elected. They think this is what we need to do. If right. it doesn't work, unelect them and right. again, get people in the change. But that's more language, too, because failure to pay means, like, if you get in a car crash, I mean, or does that mean, you know, if you get in a car crash and I smash your Porsche and I can't pay for it, I, I still well, got my driver's I, license. I, but I, I yeah, think, right. but, so that's what I'm thinking. But I yeah. think the idea of that, too, is that I, I appeared in court. I was set a fine. I came to court, but I didn't pay the fine. There's failure to pay. Right. right? Yes, that's correct. Right. And then failure to appear is just, I said, it's my court date. I ain't going. I ain't going. Screw right. you. So I think the But whole, you get a warrant for that. There's another warrant that's issued. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. if you got, if you got a court date, like simple, simple traffic, like you get suspended driver's license. You got to go to yeah. court on that. You can get arrested, but you can also get a ticket and be released and somebody else can drive. You got to go to court on it. It's a must appear. You're like, Fucking, I ain't going. Yeah. Screw this system, man. Yeah. Screw the man. Right. Well, the man is a judge, and the judge goes, all right, go ahead There's and issue the warrant to the clerk. The clerk issues a warrant. It's entered in the system. You're picked up now on the warrant. So now not only are you dealing with, like, oh, I had the ticket that I made out of the pay, the suspended driver's license thing. Now I got to pay to because they're going to bring me into court. This is yeah. how they make me come in. And this could throw some things off. It goes back to that broken windows theory. Like if you don't hold people accountable right. at the lowest level, they start to give the middle finger to the entire process and, right. and then nobody cares. And so again, that's, that's very debatable. Right. Cause I don't uh, think the state's not going to get their money. Yeah. Right. At exactly. Some point. And, but they're definitely going to get their money. That's yeah, what I'm right, saying. So this right. whole fair to pay thing, I think there, there's gotta be, that's there's gonna be some, some, there's yeah. some nuance. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was like the legalization of weed was going to be only good for the weed smoker. And now you're paying 30% on your right. weed. You know what I mean? Come on. They're right. going to get their money clarifies the felony murder rule and modernizes the three strikes rule. So no. I imagine that's probably just reform based that's, on yeah, years language, of language. Years previous of legislation that may or may not have been followed by the yeah, courts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, modernizes earned sentence credits and shortens mandatory supervised release times for certain offenses. 
So now it's reformed. I would say modernizes is always just yeah. like let's fix this thing. Right. It's already now, like, shortening it is going to make him learn. Right. Yeah. Long the length of it didn't make you learn. Right. You're not going to learn time or whatever. Right. So finally, the uh, this is the police licensure. Uh, a law enforcement officer could lose certification if they're convicted or found guilty of a felony offense or some other misdemeanors. There's just a whole bunch of things: sexual yeah. abuse and pedophilia and yeah. pimping and assault and theft and escape and aiding escape and all this kind of stuff that if you're being a bad guy, you're just, you're just a bad guy. Well, it's a victimless crime. Why, why shouldn't I be able to, as a police officer, be a pimp? I mean, that makes no <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? I might be a pimp in some ways, but not actually pimping women or, or, or I mean, I mean, it's, look, if we want to be called a profession, we should be expected to be held to professional standards. Sure. And if that bar is that low to be held to the professional standards, why do you get a badge and a gun anyway? Look, I'm not trying to say that some of these can't be made into like Salem witch trials on cops because they need to make somebody pay because there's been a series of events that have happened around the country and politicians don't go, well, we don't want to get caught up in this. So we're going to you know, drop the guillotine on this guy to set an example. So, all right. So here, but here's, you know, I'm just following the addendum to this, which is these are things that you, you could lose your stuff for using excessive force in violation of state or federal law, failing to intervene to prevent harm. That's the, that's a big new one. I would imagine failing to intervene to prevent harm from occurring, including what we talked about earlier, tampering with a dash cam or body worn cam, um, or directing other for the purpose of concealing, destroying, or altering potential evidence, committing perjury, making a false statement, blah, blah, blah. Only and politicians en- can do that. And engaging right, right. in professional, unethical, deceptive, or uh, delir- delete deleterious conduct or practices harmful to the public. So I, I you can't be a jerk. The one thing that's, all of that makes sense, except for the one thing, the gray area of duty to intervene. If I'm a sergeant and yeah, I hear- Failing to intervene, right. I, I hear something going on like a pursuit. If I don't get out there fast enough and that pursuit leads to somebody getting killed in a crash, and I'm just, this is hypothetical, obviously. Am I now, as a sergeant, going to be held for failure to, like, I didn't intervene? Or is it? No, this is when someone's knee is on a neck. Yeah. And you don't say anything. But is that what the statute says? Yeah. I think that's what this looks like. Because it says, uh, and willingly refusing to render aid when it is reasonable to administer aid and aid is required. So it's like you can't just stand by while someone's doing bad shit. Right. And, and again, you're going to have to look at the totality of the circumstances and that, yeah. like everything. And again, it doesn't automatically mean like, hey, if I'm there alone and I engage somebody and I say have to use deadly force, I shoot that person. It, it, am I safe enough to move in to try to take this person sure. into custody and then try, try, try to provide them aid when there's maybe other people in the house that could do me harm? Is yeah. that going to be jammed on me or do I have to run right, out of the right, house right. or do whatever? Right. These are things that honestly cops want some answers on because yeah. you can see just like things are trumped up against the members of the public that we serve. Things can be trumped up against a police officer based upon emotion right now. Yeah. Um, there was a but lot. Of, that was, would be when it is reasonable to administer. Right. Again, like, like it wouldn't be reasonable right, if right, you right. know you're under threat. And again, some of our response to this in first hearing this law wasn't reasonable as cops. We were like, this is just going to change law enforcement as we know it, as, as I've read numerous times. Again, without getting in the weeds on this, you could see why people were concerned about it because of the sentiment against law enforcement for so long in this country. Everything was our fault. We're all the worst. I mean, look what happened with the Capitol. The cops caused it. The cops didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Where do we stand? How do you know? Like, you know, cops were killed in that process. Cops were killed by people that traditionally we would never have associated with wanting to kill cops. But this is the chaos that we're in right now. So in defense of a lot of police officers, you hear this and when you first see it, you're like, I can imagine this going away that I have no control over this because basically emotions ruling the day right now as opposed to logic. 
Yeah. You know, right. any, any, any psych will tell you, any shrink will tell you, emotion always wins. Always right. wins. Always dictates the day. We have got to get to the point where let's get through the weeds like we want the trier facts to be and see where the logic applies to this. And again, you know, it, you say you went through that and you were found completely innocent. What are you going to do as a cop anyway? You're going to stick around and say, I'm going to continue to do this even though I was cheated this poorly so long. Look what happened. Was it Darren Wilson was the guy in Ferguson? I think. No. Um, the officer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ended up leaving. He was found. Not guilty. Not guilty on any of that. Yeah. And not culpable in any way. And this was by DOJs that literally were coming down on him. Right. That were not a friend of his, in, at least in, 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 on the surface. And he ended up leaving the profession. Right. I mean, that that's what could happen. Right. An officer does not violate this duty if the failure to render aid is due to circumstances such as lack of appropriate specialized training, lack of resources or equipment, or if it is unsafe or impractical to render aid. Right. 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 Okay. So you can't be under, you can't be danger. Right. But you know what this is? This is the, this is the ER doctor or the surgeon that has to work on a serial killer. Right. Or, a, you know, or... Right. You know, somebody that just assassinated the president but or Mike, something. You know we what I mean? train, we talk to cops about this and the uniqueness of our profession and why it's so special and why you should look at it, why you got to do. That is the only job in the world that has to change that gear that quickly. 100%. You got to, yeah. you, you, this guy's trying to kill somebody. I get there, I try to stop him from killing somebody. I have to use deadly force at a distance where I'm looking right at him because that's where most cops do their work is an arm's distance, statistically speaking. Then I have to take this guy into custody and then I have to render aid and I have to do it in the most unemotional manner in which I just like, you know, because Braveheart, those movies are cool. Do you know how many of those guys probably left that battlefield that actually even survived oh, with yeah. what would have been PTS like on a, you know, genocidal scale at this point? Yeah, right. And, and those people don't understand that about our work. And it's tough sometimes. And this is why I always tell our, our you know, other officers, you're your brother's keeper. You got to get in there. Any of the stuff that you're seeing and you're reading to me doesn't seem completely unreasonable. The only ones that I don't like is the vagueness of certain things that can lend to, you know, a political interpretation of something as opposed sure. to it being the trier facts. And right now, it's easy to rail on cops and it's easy yeah. to say where these racist the murders. The sentiment is leaning. Right. Right. And, right. And people are concerned about what they watched from both events, the riots on the streets throughout the summer and then what happened in the Capitol. You saw the responses between the two and how it was acceptable here but not acceptable there. All those things. People are very confused. And when they hear us saying we don't want nothing to do with reform as cops, they're going to immediately go, that's exactly what the problem is. Right, yeah. And we need to be open-minded about these things and hold them to this. You want me to have body cameras? As if I'm a chief, I'm like, where's my money coming from? Where's sure. my money coming from? You're going to have to answer to these citizens because I'm going to have to lay a cop off to pay for body cameras. Right. Are we doing a bake station? sale? Or yeah, what's like, the, what are we doing? Right, right, right. Right. Are we selling all those excess military goods that we bought that we can't <laughs> use anymore? But, the, but those kind of things, hey, cops, get involved. You can't just expect this to be, I only do this and I'm not worried about that. Look, we're, we're part of policy as well. And right. if you don't agree with some of this stuff, I mean, you, you, can, you can vote with your feet, leave. I've right. told people, that if that, it's that concerning to you, it bothers you that much, you can't be out on the street thinking like this. You've got to go. Go somewhere you feel cops are more appreciated. Well, I don't want to go there because it, it, it's, you know. Too hot. It's too, or too they don't, cold they don't or pay you as much. Right. I mean, all of these cop pages that I follow, they're all blowing them up. Hey, come out to Utah. Be a cop out here. We still like our cops. Come out here. Come there. Well, the other thing, the flip side of that is I've advised people, do it. If you feel that strongly about it, do, do it. it. But the bottom line is, is don't expect people not to go, well, hey, when the going got tough, you guys quit. You ran. If you were not afraid of this, why'd you leave? 
You know, if yeah, the pay's right. so good, look, there you got to make a decision as a cop right now. You can't expect this to be all done through people that don't do our work. And I think it's a time that, I mean, I feel bad because I'm retired. I mean, I'm, I'm going to retire. I mean, it is what it is. But it's like. Perfect timing. Yeah, right. Perfect yeah, Exactly. Timing. But I feel like, you know, nah, don't survivor's just, guilt nah. to a certain degree. Like, I'm leaving it at, at a time that I can stand and say, I can defend all of this if I'm doing sure. what's right. Yeah, right. right. Well, I mean, I think that uh, to me, to hear your perspectives, both of your perspectives on this, um, it, it feels like to me the right solution for anybody that's doing this for a living is to look at the ones that they're really upset about and then actually go read the, right. the, read the actual law document, which is ilga.gov slash legislation slash 101 slash HB slash whatever this long thing is. But just look for the actual legislation and read it and have a conversation together with it. Right. Uh, and, and go, oh, okay. The thing I read on this website wasn't uh, the full scope. It was only a little section of it. And that section was meant to get me pissed off, which I did, you know. And then there's going to be some things in there that you're like, well, that's going to, that's going to, just going to happen a little, a little bit. bit right, that's but. Gonna, but because you're at a time where societally, like you just talked about, there's, it's, it's leaning against you because of the optics. Mm-hmm. But the hope is that, while these things were being debated and they people that did this for a living uh, fought back and you can even see in the statute where shit was crossed out that was maybe even further than right. than than it would, but they negotiated and said all right let's leave it like this because I don't think anybody that does this for a living wants a police officer truly whether you're a Democrat or Republican to be unsafe or to be right. pinched like right. that's not the goal right. of right. this right. They're not trying to like hurt you guys. Um, that would that because there'd be no logical explanation for why they would do that. You know, there's really not. Mm. There's like you don't want to just harm the people that are trying to be there to to help us. But I think that when you look at the intent of some of these things, you, we can look at it as you know uh, middle class whitey, and we can also look at it from uh, you know lower class. Uh, you know, and so it's like you get this situation where you go, man, my perspective on this is this, but there's going to be various other perspectives that contributed to some of the frustration in language to this law. Right. 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 And so and, you know, we have had previous guests that have said yeah. that it's not going to change until legislation changes right. and they're going to put faith and look in the process is this, I mean, like, look, just because this is what's coming down doesn't mean that, Oh, we just give up our unions, our chiefs, our leaders have to get involved right. and say one, why weren't we there? Why right. weren't we not included in this and make an answer for that? We can, live and die on that hill, but we weren't there and the legislation is probably likely going to be signed by the governor yeah. based upon statements that he's made from there. The other thing I'd like to see is where people, and these are follow-on shows we're talking about here, where are people that have been through this? Can they come talk to us? Can we get them on the phone? Can we have them come into the show and say, hey, I've been in New York for five years. We did this this time, or whatever, 15 years, whatever it is. This is what we're seeing. Here are some of the drawbacks. You guys don't understand. You're not there yet. Right. Um, and, and again, and not making it your personal experience with one situation, we're talking about on whole, how did uh, no, no bond become Work. a problem for you guys? Right. Uh, on whole, how did this getting taken out of our ability to negotiate this into our contracts or you know, that we should have some say in discipline, how did that work out? 
did you see, uh, you know, a swath of officers getting in trouble because they no longer had the ability to negotiate that in a union contract? Right. Well, and it's also like uh, there's gonna, there's always going to be unforeseen consequences right. with, sure. with all of this stuff. Right. Absolutely. And so that guy might say, well, actually, it it totally fixed this. This was an issue. Right. right. But then these three things popped up, and you go, all right. Well, shit. But uh, but right. that's chasing those the things. imperfect union constantly works. We don't have legislation that works out. Like some of this green legislation is going to come down. They're like, oh, it's going to mean the, all of these things are happening. But then we have to mine for batteries on a level that's worse than what we're doing for drilling for oil. Right. So again, it's an imperfect process. We're going to work our way through it. This doesn't end it. It's just another li- uh, point that when you look at a lot of this stuff. We should welcome it as cops and say, all right, you want us to do this? Here's what we need. You need a third more cops to make this work so we don't drop off in service, but at the same time, we're getting this training that we regularly need. Hey, make them live up to what they want us to do. And and again, it's starting out with an unfunded mandate, but it doesn't mean it's always going to stay that way. Maybe Richard Uncle Joe will get everybody in D.C. to say, start throwing more (laughs) money at cops. I mean, because every other aspect of what we do as a government, money from the federal level is thrown at it. Well, they're not just going to throw money at us and not expect us to have some standards. Right, sometimes, sure, right. Well, you know what? If that becomes a uh, one of the, the tenets of that administration, then then hopefully that is the case. Then you right. do get some cash. And, right. and if, like, if, if they want to hang their hat on police reform, then they're going to have to come up with money to right. do that. Legitimize That's just going to be right. how that is. Right. So, I mean, it's like, can I get stronger by lifting weights and doing what's right or can I get stronger by doing steroids right now everybody wants the steroid answer they want the steroid answer it's going to be fixed in the first thing it ain't like Romain said in that show he goes you guys are everybody's trying to fix everything in one decision he's like you got to start doing simple things things to see how this works well yeah as also as I read in this and we'll wrap this thing up um a lot of stuff doesn't happened for a couple of years like this right. is this is, uh, is yeah. not, not instant but like I'm looking right now at this uh this law and I'll just show you guys really quickly I mean there's huge oh, yeah. swaths that are crossed right. out yeah, and you right. can tell that Rescinded, this yeah. was the original draft they had to negotiate and someone said hey that's not going to work for us and so the, I think the point is that this thing wasn't created in a vacuum. Like there was definitely some conversation well, I mean, uh, about it. You could make the argument that the law enforcement side was not really consulted on this because yeah. everybody. I don't saying know it. that. Yeah. To be well, the truth. I, I mean, there. Are, I mean, I'm going to tell you just from my experience, chiefs won't come out and make statements like that because right. they know how quickly they'll lose their jobs if they do that are not truthful. Because you know, if you're a sheriff, you're elected, you're held accountable by the people. If you're a chief, you work for an elected official. And if you're coming out and saying those things, you're going to be either prepared to be moving along or it's the truth. And I think when the vast majority, if not all of them, come out and say, we were not really consulted on this, both from the union and chief side, I, I have a tendency to believe that we weren't. I mean, yeah. again, somebody can disprove it. Please do it. Yeah, it'd be nice to find out like right. if what the actual makeup of the right. decision makers right. was. Right. You know? All right, guys. Well, I'll let you guys uh, wrap up. It's your show. Well, thank you. First of all, so glad for you coming back. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And again, I can't. Where's Scott? I hope Scott. Scott wasn't here. No. Triglycerides. Oh, oh, dang. And Scott, we're praying for you on your insulin drip. I hope it's coming together for you. I want a singer now. Save Save Scooter. It's like Save Ferris. It's like Save Scooter on the Cubs. Right, right, right. So, but anyway, Mike, thanks. Uh, And again, um, Mike hosts the Solopreneur Hour podcast, uh, seven years with uh, 10 million downloads, and also the YouTube channel, wrench.com slash YouTube. That's R E N N C H dot com slash YouTube. And again, as always, thank you for listening. Check it out. Hey, let me jump in before you wrap, wrap. Um, uh, A couple things you guys could do to help this particular show. If you're still here hanging with us, 
um, if you belong to any groups, like any Facebook groups or, you know, whatever, LinkedIn, whatever it is, share this show in that group. Uh, if you could just help us grow a little bit. Um, and then if you can, if you guys are listening to this now and you're not part of, uh, the immediate family of these two gentlemen, um, (laughs) if you could go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and a review, uh, and obviously subscribe if it's your first time, it's, it, you have no idea what a difference it makes. We're, We're just a little baby, little show here. And to get more ratings, more reviews really, really help the algorithm and help more people hear the show. So if you could do those two things, they're free. They only take you a couple minutes and uh, you can really, really help, you know, get this word out to everybody. And we'd be grateful. Thank you so much. And Mike, thanks again. Have a safe trip back to sunny California. It's snowing here. Thanks, man. I'll tell the pilot. I don't have any control over that safety. I just hope he's not playing Angry Birds on the plane. That's the only thing I can hope for. All right. Thanks. Thank you, everybody.